I've never seen in a game of that magnitude so many flags thrown against one side before halftime. You, you're giving these guys a cushion. You, you're giving them a lead to go into halftime feeling comfortable and confident. I mean, I, 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 I can see why the Honey Badger got mad at Tom Brady right before halftime because he's sitting there like, y'all taking the game from us. You're taking the game from us. Who? The Honey you Badger. Feel, you got to fill me in. <laughs> of the Opinionated Brothers Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Travis Porter. With me is my co-host, who I have no clever introduction for, DJ. Hey, what's going on, people? It's your boy, DJ. Glad to be amongst you once again. DJ, I don't know if you can tell, I have a fancy new toy. <laughs> yeah, I see it. <laughs> in preparation for, hopefully, what we will be doing soon, in-person recordings. Right. I've purchased a starter microphone, complete with wind filter and foam cover so no more breaths and no more pee popping not that pee popping <laughs> yeah no more pee popping in the microphone you're right <laughs> pause <laughs> well yeah that's a nice mic though i like it. i'll send you a link very inexpensive very affordable okay send that to me what's been on your mind how you been been good man been real good just been Kick back, looking at what's going on in this government right now. Just trying what's been to, going on in the government? Hey, man, a lot of things that are not going on. I mean, impeachment is one. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> that didn't happen. <laughs> so in the next four years or down the line, I guess we're going to see Trump again. What do you think about that? I tried so doesn't even matter man right it doesn't even matter you can you can sick your supporters to storm the place where your employees work threaten them you know tell them to threaten their lives and they'll still say hey man you know we're good we're good we're good dt no big deal you didn't do nothing wrong yeah it was but okay in all seriousness man i've never said it out loud i think to anybody but i've always thought it it really just hammers home the fact that white people, no, 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 no. White men believe this country is for them and nobody else. Facts. And what's so sad about that is the white women who latch onto them and think that they benefit from it too. Facts. They don't think they know. Do they? Oh, they to do. Extent? Look, and people don't even look at this as like some kind of hate talk or anything like that. If you don't believe me, Ask your closest white friend. If you don't just believe, being... if you don't believe them, just look at what just happened. They lost <laughs> an election and they just decided they're gonna throw a hissy fit. I mean, <laughs> a hissy fit and tack. Oh man, the Capitol, dude. I mean, it is what it is, man. Hey, man, they don't care. Should we? Like, I mean, really? Should we care? They don't care. What you mean by should we? Should we care? I mean, should you? Should we I do mean, the same thing? Like what? No, 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 no. Oh, okay. We can't do the same thing. Don't should, even think. Don't even talk that way. <laughs> should, should we? Should we care about what they're doing? 
That what you mean? Because I, 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 I don't, I don't care what they like can do said, against fit. In the end, it doesn't even matter <laughs> if you care, if I care, if the whole world cares. All that matter is who's ever in charge is gonna call the shots. Period. That's how I look at it. I don't care what nobody says. I mean, you, you look how you look at it. Which from which which scenario? Like which which? I'm plan? saying all together. I'm saying basically, look what happened. Mm-hmm. Does it even matter? If you care about it, if Biden care about it, if Camilla, what's, what's how you say it? Camilla? Kamala, Kamala. Kamala. If Kamala care about it, <laughs> I mean, honestly, man, I mean, in the end, it don't even matter. I mean, this man, everybody in the whole world know he should have been impeached. He should have been impeached before <laughs> Biden took the seat. In four years, what's going to happen? Who's going to win this time? Depends on who those nutcases put up. And I guarantee you it's going to be Trump, but not as dumb. It's going to be somebody who's a lot smarter than Trump, but with those same, those, that same mindset. Dude, you know, the only reason they wanted to impeach him is so he couldn't run again, right? No, they don't. Because if they did that, they'd have voted him guilty. No, I said that's the only reason that look, the Democratic Party and everybody else wanted him to be impeached. That should have been the reason the Republicans wanted him impeached. Mm, they didn't. Because what happens in 2024 if he runs again? They didn't. That's what I'm saying. Which, okay, no, I don't want to get too, too deep on this. My thing is they're, they, they, they're, that's how you know this party has become the Trump party. Because they, a lot of them stood there and said, he is guilty, blah, blah, blah. He caused him to do this, but they still voted not to impeach. So they're trying to ride this man's coattails in the 2024. They don't want to upset his fan base. No, they don't. If they lose in 2024, we'll see what happens. But right now they are riding that Trump train. They're gonna ride it. They're gonna ride it to the end. But that goes all that goes all the way back to what we were saying in the beginning. It really doesn't matter how you feel about it. They're gonna try their best to make it happen. That's just my opinion. So that's enough politics for today. Mm-hmm. This, this show. Well, not 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 just yet. Oh yes, you did have something else you want to talk about. Not just yet. To me, honestly, I don't like the bill that was passed recently by our uh, president that was in seat. Speak on it. The anti-Asian bullying ordeal. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, I don't like this because you basically just trying to say that you can't say nothing like the Kong flu, the um, <laughs> you know, the Chinese flu or anything like that. I I, I understand that 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 hurt a lot of people and it made China real, real mad, but Black Americans, I mean, when are we going to get something, an anti-hate bill passed for us? I haven't seen one written yet. All it took was the coronavirus to make a couple of Chinese people mad, and they get a bill passed by the United States government? Make it make sense. I, I don't know if I can make it make sense to you. I can tell you the reasoning. Well, okay, what please I tell me. What tell I me think the reason, reason is. Please tell me the reason. It's just because of the supposed increase in hate crime <laughs> against Asian. That's just from what I've been reading, man. <laughs> against Asian Americans <laughs> since the start of the coronavirus. Oh my goodness, man. That's just hey, what dude, I've been reading. You had me, hey, you got me rolling right now. I'm, I'm just repeating what I read. What about all the black hate crime? Hey. That's not important. I'm what what about all the, what all the, what about all the black hate crime before the coronavirus and after the coronavirus oh, during the pandemic? What about all that? I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just trying to tell you where I read it coming just, from. I'm just saying I wouldn't even quote it that. 
Because that 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 right there to me is like, really, really, like 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 we're really at the bottom of the totem pole, like that, to where everybody get a pass but us, everybody, everybody. That's just my. That's just the way I feel about it. It's just like, it's it's, it's tripping me out, man. I'm just I'm just sitting back looking at everything play out. Where we headed? Where we going? Now, don't get me wrong. I understand why 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 he passed the bill. I mean, we do have a VP in office whose mother was Asian, and I do understand that. But uh, where are we going, man? Give me some kind of direction. Give me something. Can't tell you. You got to. This this was your uh, hey dude you stood behind this party to the T I want I just want some kind of direction from you I want to hear something. First of all, Biden was not my pick. I said that most yeah, you're times. Right. Okay, you're right. <laughs> I didn't say that. You're right. You're right. No matter what I say, it's gonna it's not gonna change how you feel. I could just tell you my point of view, bro. Seriously. <laughs> yeah, tell me your point of view. And it's just it's, that. I mean, it's just an opinion. It's just an opinion. It's what it's what's hot right now. The hate crimes against the uh, Asian community, Chinese, Japanese, Vietnamese, all of them, because they lump them all together. When I say they, the people who blame them for COVID, coronavirus. I mean, it's it's the it's the hot button, one of the hot button issues right now. I don't know. That's one thing I can think of. It's politics. I guess I'll just sit back and wait. Politics. Then. Maybe it's just me. Maybe, hey, maybe it's me. Maybe it's me. You know, it's, it, it just comes down to this, DJ. Uh, black, My theme music. My theme music. I think I'm going to have a band walk behind me. Like um, every time I'm gonna get you stuff, <laughs> <laughs> and, and every moment that I have to be able to speak my mind, that's gonna come on before I start talking. <laughs> <laughs>
you you giving these guys a cushion. You you giving them a lead to go into halftime feeling comfortable and confident. I mean, I I I, I can see why the Honey Badger got mad at Tom Brady right before halftime because he's sitting there like, y'all taking the game from us. You taking the game from us. Who? The Honey Badger. You got to fill me in. <laughs> Matthews, man. I mean, he he he's a beast. He's a safety because he was a smaller safety. He got the speed, the agility. Because a honey badger is a dangerous animal. Seen the really. video. Honey it's badger. Small. Honey badger don't care. Yeah, he don't care. <laughs> but but honestly, I mean, I, I I can I can understand why he was so mad because it seemed like the referees were taking a game from him. I really cut the game off probably the midway through the third quarter because it was it was just horrible to me. I mean, anytime you give a team a cushion like that, it's going to be a, a cakewalk going into the fourth quarter, really, besides the Falcons, because I don't know who made that phone call. <laughs> but somebody made a, a phone call and the Falcons just let off the gas completely. But uh, other than that, I, I really didn't like that game. Yeah, I think at some point, I, I kind of had it on it in passing. You're just on the TV. Uh-huh. I think I tweeted out, is it cool if I turn now? <laughs> <laughs> Halftime score was what, 21 to three? Yeah, it was horrible. I think after, uh, I don't know if it was a field goal or a touchdown that Tampa Bay scored in the third quarter. I was like, all right, can I turn now? A lot of people say, uh, not a lot of people, I've heard people say it wasn't like exciting. And it doesn't seem like, it seemed like Kansas City kind of got shut down. I- <laughs> See, see that. See, well, that's, the thing, that's the thing I don't like. That, that okay. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me I'm just wrong. Looking, I'm, I'm just looking at the scorecard. You know, no, no, three no. Po- three points in three quarters. You're I right. mean, three three points for the first three quarters. Three six nine. Dude, you're right. If if you look at if you look at the scorecard, you're gonna sit there and say, "Oh, they got manhandled." No, Kansas City was not getting the calls that Tampa was getting, and it was obvious. I mean, I, honestly, it was obvious, man. I'm sorry, if you if you know football, you watch football, you like. I cannot believe you just called pass interference on this play. I can't believe you just said this guy lined up offside for a field goal, and he didn't even—he didn't even blitz. He didn't even rush in to try Side to block note. the field goal. Side note, real quick: offside and encroachment. Encroachment is when you actually touch somebody on either side, right? Right. Okay. Offside is when you're just breaking breaking the plane. Yeah. But they needed four yards, and magically, the guy lined up offside on on the um, block team, on the kick block team, and they get the first down, you know, but it's, it's, it's just funny to me, the, the little plays that happen. I mean, a ball is overthrown. The guy didn't even trip the guy. He didn't even touch the guy. Mike Evans dove like he got, got, got tackled because the other guy tripped, the cornerback tripped. He gave him a pass interference. I'm looking at this stuff and I'm like, this, this can't be happening. This can't be true. Like the stuff that is happening is like ridiculous to me. They gave them so many offsides to keep the drive alive. It's, it was just unreal to me, man. So, like I said, I, I dislike that game. But that's Tom Brady for you. And that's going to – well, based on that, I'm, I'm – well, I don't want to assume how you feel about it. But an argument that I've heard from a few people, not a lot, I don't know if it's a popular argument, was that the reason Tom Brady won so many Super Bowls with New England is because of New England's system and nothing that he did in particular. Okay. Whether you believe that or not, does this disprove that? It don't disprove it because they actually went out and built the team exactly like New England, just about. I mean, don't get me wrong. Brian Leftwich is a beast as an offensive coordinator, but uh, Tom Brady 
is the only quarterback that I know of that gets the treatment that he gets as far as when he goes to a team or he's on a team. No other team build an offensive line like they build for Tom Brady. No other team get the weapons around Tom Brady that they get around Tom Brady. Now, now don't get me wrong. In, in New England, he really didn't have no main go-to guy. The only main go-to guy that he really truly had was Randy Moss, who was a monster. When I say go-to guy, I mean somebody who was on the elite scale. Randy Moss was, and they got to the Super Bowl, and they lost that year. They broke all the records, but they lost that year. Don't get me wrong. Julian Elderman, Troy, all those type of guys that, that, that he had, they wasn't elite wide receivers, but the system that they ran with a lot of comeback routes and just finding space and sitting down in it, it fit Tom Brady well, especially when you got an offensive line that don't even let you get touched for nine, ten seconds. That's unheard of. It doesn't happen with no other team. I don't, I don't, I don't look at that as you being the GOAT. I look at that as somebody who don't even get touched and able to just sit back and let the coverage open up on his own because people are running tired. That's it. Quarterback for me, for somebody who's not into football that much, it's, I don't know, because you're only as good as the team around you. You are. As, as your line. I so mean. I just, you don't agree with all the time. Well, you just said you don't agree with all the Tom Brady GOAT talk. Me, I, I, I don't. I don't, I don't give, no, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. Seven rings, it'll never be done again. I was saying, I, and, and like I said, I, I keep saying this because I don't want people jumping down my throat. Don't follow football. I'm not a big football fan. Don't know the ins and outs, the intricacies of the sport or the position, especially the quarterback position. Right. But it just seems to me that that is not a position. You can be as accurate, athletic. You can dodge all the all the uh, all the sack attempts you want. Mm-hmm. If your guys can't get open, what are you going to do? You're going to take a sack. Right, and that's what I'm saying. It's like you can be as athletic and great a quarterback as you want. If your line, if your if your lines are blocking for you and your receivers are getting open, you're nothing. That's true. Like I feel some kind of way when people say he's like one of the greatest athletes of all time. Who? Tom Brady. No. No. Okay. 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 Jamil Hill said on Wednesday. Okay. Last last Wednesday after the Super Bowl. Okay. Uh, Tom Brady is not the greatest athlete of all time. I think to be considered the greatest athlete ever, physicality or your physical dominance has to be part of the conversation. Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback ever and one of the most accomplished athletes of all time. When I think of greatest athletes, I think of Michael Jordan, Simone Biles, Serena Williams, Muhammad Ali, Wayne Gretzky, LeBron. For some reason, she didn't say LeBron James, but she just said LeBron. (laughs) Uh Michael Phelps, Usain Bolt, et cetera. Well, before we move on, all you have to do is say LeBron. You don't have to. You know, I, I just thought about that. I'm like, yeah, I ain't know LeBron. LeBron, LeBron, he's a one name guy. Yeah. Like Prince. I was just about to say, like Prince. Yeah, okay, okay. So you are, you yeah. already know. I as mean, I'm saying, as I was saying, I don't know why she didn't say his last name. I'm like, because it's LeBron. All you have to do is say LeBron. <laughs> even, even with MJ, you say Jordan. Jordan. When, you, when, you, when you get to that, that level, that all I have to do is say Jordan. Everybody in the whole world know who you're talking about, or. LeBron. Everybody in the whole world know who you're talking about. But yeah. Um, he's not one of the greatest athletes of all time. I I I hate when people put some some, some you know somebody like Tom Brady in that category of the greatest athletes of all time. No, dude. You can't put him in that category. Tom Brady, I, I don't think he ever rushed for over five touchdowns in a season. If he did, my bad. But I I don't I don't see that. I don't see him having 300, 400 yards scrambling to go along with those 4,000 yard pass. 
he's not athletic like that. He's not, he's not, he's, he's, he's not that type of guy. He's not that type of baller. Don't get me wrong. He can read the defense. I give him that. But anybody can read the defense if you're standing in the pocket for over five seconds. Right. Anybody. Right. His now, if you want to give anybody the greatest athletes, his offensive line. Them guys are in the trenches. The blitz pickups that they do, them guys bang with the big guys in the middle and always slide over to the right time and to pick up a line, a blitzing line back or a blitzing safety or corner. Them guys are, are monsters, man. Every team that he went to, they always made sure Tom Brady offensive line was A1. So I'm, I'm going to use a football term. I'm going to call it audible right now. Mm-hmm. There are only a couple team sports where I can see individuals standing out. Right. Without, you know, that, they can really stand out for themselves without their help. Mm-hmm. And that's only to a certain extent because these people can't score. Right. Pitchers in baseball and goalies in hockey. Of course. I agree. Um, I don't know what position in basketball, if there is one where you can stand out and not, where you could just be great at that position and not. I mean, look at John Stockton, one of the greatest I mean, point guards of all time, they say, right? I mean, I mean, John Stockton is a Hall of Famer, though. Right. Yeah. How many rings he got? None. That's what I'm saying. But, but, <laughs> but, but, but you know what? You can't blame the guys who came up in the Jordan era because Jordan. Uh, he did cover that era, didn't he? I forgot. Jordan that. was that guy. Jordan was the guy that we're talking about right now that stands out. And he's the only one I can think of. That stands he was, out? He was a guard, right? Was yeah. Forgive my ignorance. Guard. He changed the shooting guard position. I mean, don't get me wrong. Every star shooting guard changes the position, like Dr. J, you know, MJ, Kobe Bryant, you know, all those type of guys. But uh, John Stockton was still a standout, like, point guard. Mm-hmm. People, people said like John Stockton will run you to death, and you know. Okay, well, I guess I, I, let me rephrase that. When I say stand out, I mean like they can literally steal games for you. Right. True. Like a pitcher, your team can your, your oh, team true, can score true. maybe two, three runs, and that's right. it. Right. Your, right. If your pitch is hot. It's done. Goalie. It's done. It's over. Goalie. Goalie. I've seen several goalies, especially in, in um, playoff time. Man, low scoring teams. We got two goals. It's two right. one game because the goalie made forty saves. <laughs> right. Right. And right. Right. Like, and maybe maybe it's just. Maybe it's just the nature of those sports. That may just be it. Yeah. That those sports allow that. Don't get me wrong. I mean, basketball is still a team game. Yeah. But you have those guys who are just unstoppable. Like when they're when they're on, when they're in their prime playing basketball, they're just unstoppable. Like there's nothing you could do. Like go on, go on a run where it's like 14 straight buckets, 14 straight points. Like mm-hmm. Stuff like that, that's ridiculous. Like, it's unheard of. That's like when they're in another type of zone. You know, Kobe Bryant, LeBron has done it. Um, Jordan done it many times. Tracy McGrady even done it. I mean, but as far as- I haven't heard in a long time. But as far as being able, as far as being able to do it and win a ring with it though, it's only a select few. That's the MJs, that's the Kobe's. Shaq was a dominant center, but you know, Shaq, Shaq was a beast, period. I'm not even gonna go, go there with it. Uh, LeBron James, I just seen him carry a team on his back and do it all. When Cleveland played against Golden State, there was no way they should have won that. That's when Golden State was loaded. That's when, um, I can't remember his name, but not Steve Curry, the other one. That's when he went out for the rest of the season, right? No, no, you talking about KD. KD, yes. Is that the no, 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 that not, year? Not that, not that year. The year oh. before KD got there. Okay. The year before KD got there, where, where they had Andre Iguodala, you know, everybody. Clay Thompson, Steph Curry, Draymond Green, but everybody was clicking. 
everybody was clicking to the point to where there's no way they was losing that series. They even went up like 3-0 or something like that. 3-0? It was 3-0 or 3-1. 3-0? That never happened. Even 3-1, that barely happens. It didn't happen any until sport. LeBron got there. It happened. Jeez. But LeBron them came all the way back, tied the series, and won it. That I, I seen him put a team on his back. And, and, and right then and there, I was like, okay, yeah. Because I, I was a LeBron hater for, for, for years. But I but that, that series right there, I was like, you know what? At first, I was like, the refs were cheating. But then I looked at it, I said, this dude put this team on his back. And <laughs> he was unstoppable. Unstoppable. Like, it's, it's only a select few. Like I said, it's only a select few. But he's one of the greatest athletes of all time. Not Tom Brady. That's never going to happen. What? I want to see... Sidney Crosby put be put in the Mario Lemieux position, where your team is just garbage. Bottom of the barrel, and see what you can do. Never, never happen. Yeah, I mean, plus he's he's coming to end his career. He's like thirty five, so that's not gonna happen again. But but it would have never happened anyway because he's the he's a poster boy of NHL a little bit at one point in time. He was like he was the guy. He was the Tom Brady. He, I was about to say LeBron, but yeah, Tom Brady. He was the Tom Brady. To the point to where we're going to put you in good situations and we're going to make sure that you're going to shine which which he did right or wrong you're right i was gonna say you can still hate lebron but just respect him as a player respect no 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 I, I, I know what you're saying i know what you're saying but you know i'm a diehard laker fan that's the only reason i dislike lebron because that's I'm, right that's right that's right i'm a diehard laker fan and the only reason i didn't like lebron is because i felt like people was giving him too much praise over kobe and kobe was still in his prime and i'm sitting there like you're not going to take the shine from Kobe like that. That's how I felt. You know what I mean? So, you know, the media and, you know, NBA, they make you create enemies, even though the guy, the guy was always a great player to me. And I, I liked them off the, I liked them off the court, but I felt like they were just giving him too much praise too early, but he came to the Lake show and, you know, I'm a Laker fan. So, you know, I started liking LeBron a whole lot more because he became a Laker. Two more things about sports. Why did Vince Carter come to the Hawks? Vince Carter. Don't get me wrong. I, I love Vince Carter coming to Atlanta, but I mean, he was, he wasn't expecting to win nothing. No, he wasn't because, you know, Vince Carter had got older. Yeah. So it was, it was, it was one of those, those, those scenarios to the where Vince Carter was like really stealing money. <laughs> he was still, he was stealing I, money. Man, I thought you was about to say something like he was just looking for like a young team to mentor nah. and try to. <laughs> nah. Vince, Vince was stealing money, trying to stay around as long as he could. <laughs> and, but, but, but to be honest with you, to be honest with you, his passion and his love for the game really made him stick around like he did. Really, it was the best for Trey Young, though. Him being a veteran, the team basically, you know, expected him to come in and really try to mentor the younger guys. But I don't know if John Collins and all those guys, like, really, like, latched on to it. But I know Trey Young did. Trey Young latched on to it because Vince Carter, at one point in time, was considered one of the top faces of the NBA. Mm -hmm. So being in that role, you can look to somebody like Vince Carter, like Trey Young could. He can look to somebody like Vince Carter and be like, how did you deal with that? Don't get me wrong. It helped. And it helped him stay around a lot longer like he did because the Hawks used that. Yeah. You know, he was a veteran who, who used to be a superstar, superstar. He also was like a coach on the floor, you know, and a coach on the bench. I lied. It's not two more things. It's three more things. This, one just, came, this just came in my mind. Well, I don't remember what All-Star game it was, but I think it was Jordan's last All-Star game. 
And Vince Carter got voting in over Jordan and everybody was mad at him. So Vince Carter like stepped down and relinquished his position to Jordan. Yeah, I think that's was the uh, Washington Wizard Jordan, I think. It was. Yeah. Uh, that much I remember. This may be the same question. Uh-huh. Was that fair to Vince Carter and should he have stepped down? No, he shouldn't have. The only reason I say he shouldn't have is because he earned it. Well, I'm not, okay. I think I said voted into the game, voted into the starting lineup. Yeah, he's voting the starting lineup. I mean, the fans, the fans voted him into the starting lineup. And, and then the other fans got mad when it was voted when Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> they want they wanted they wanted MJ to start because you know, like I said, I mean he was MJ. He's he's Jordan. But the thing is, it's like you already had your time. Right. You was the man. Like you still the man. Even at Washington, I mean, this dude was averaging the high twenties, almost thirty some points a game. If I'm not mistaken, that was basically the doggone Jordan All Star game. Is that the one when Mariah performed in a Washington Wizards jersey dress? I think so. I'm like, this is the Doggone Jordan game, and he had a speech <laughs> or something before. Or but but that's what they do. You gotta understand. <laughs> you, you, this is Michael Jordan who. Retired once in the in the nineties after three championships, came back and won three more. Three more, yeah. Retired, retired again, and said he was done with basketball. Period, and he just wanted to get inside the managing role, and he got into the front office of Washington Wizards. Don't forget the baseball step. Yeah, that that was after the first three championships. After the first three championships, was it? Two, that yeah, was the those, second time. Mm-mm. He was it because he came back at 45. Then he was like, no, nah, this ain't working. I want my old number back. Yep, and got 23. Yeah. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I understand why the NBA did what they did when it came to the All-Star game because MJ. Yeah. As much money as he brought to the NBA and, you know, popularity as far as, like, in other countries and all over the world, it's like, come on. Like, why not? If, as long as Michael Jordan is here, let's try to milk this money. You know what I mean? So... <laughs> It was one of those situations to me, but Vince Carter definitely deserved to be in the starting lineup because the dude was a superstar at that time. Mm-hmm. I mean, you jumping over seven, seven foot three guys. <laughs> yeah, I'm serious. Like yeah. you know, the dude was yeah. outstanding at that time. It was, it was, it was no question. Like MJ or Vince Carter at that time, and it's like it's Vince all day. I, I, I felt like the fans took it a little too far, and MJ being MJ should have been like, nah, let me yeah. can get it. But MJ didn't do that because Michael Jordan don't do those type of things. Right. He he know I, I feel like I should be a starter, period. You know? That wasn't, so. that wasn't in the last dance, was it? No, because that no. was about, that was more so about the Bulls, not not yeah, okay. Yeah, the, he wasn't gonna put that in the last dance. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't gonna put that in the last dance. Kobe Bryant. Yes. Uh, recently been a year since his past. Man, yeah. I was in the gym when that happened. And you know, they there was a they, they got the TVs on the treadmill. Uh-huh. I just look up and I see, you know, Kobe Bryant, you know, 1981, whatever, 79 to 2020. I'm like, that's weird. And then I just kept seeing it. I'm like, did Kobe Bryant, is he really dead? And I'm like, Kobe just literally, I was like, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. I but, could not um, believe Dude, <laughs> I was at church and church was over with at that time. It was over and I'm sitting there and then my wife came in like, hey, I was like, what? She said, Kobe. I said, Kobe, what? You know, I'm like, she said, Kobe's dead. I said, man, get out of here, whatever. And she was like, no, I'm serious. I said, whatever, you know what I'm saying? Cause she know that's one of my favorite fans, like my first, my favorite players of all time. And I'm sitting there like, 
I'm like, no, nah, can't be. So I don't went to the car and I, I got my phone. I'm looking at it. And I'm like, I said, this ain't real. This can't be real. Right. Said, I'm, I'm wait. I'm waiting to see. <laughs> like somebody said, Kobe Bryant was dead. It was a joke, bad right. joke. I'm sitting there like, this can't be real. Is this real? And I look and I and when I went to TMZ, I went to TMZ and I said, it's real. Cause TMZ, they make sure they don't put out nothing fake. They try their best not to put out nothing fake. Oh. And I looked at it and it said TMZ, and they were showing the the, uh, the helicopter crash. And I said, I said, man, I hate that Kobe Bryant is dead. I really do. I said, I just really hope his daughter not with him. I, that's exactly what I told my wife. I told my, I said, I said, I really just hope his daughter not with him because she's always with her daddy. Mm-hmm. And uh, my wife was like, No, no, no. They they said they don't think she was with him. I said, Oh man. I said. Thank God. Then it said Gigi was with. I said, "Oh my goodness, what is going on?" Yeah. I said, I, "I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it." I said, "I felt bad for his wife then because I'm sitting there like, how do you lose Kobe Bryant and your daughter in the same day?" Bro, I can tell you right now, just that thought. Let me you know losing my wife and daughter or either one of them. Bruh, it's oof. oh, I know. Just the thought, man. I know oof. it'll break you down. Yes, I know yes. it. I know it. But so I, I I I brought it up just to say because I don't know many people in any sport that have stuck with one team right. the way he did. Oh yeah. Like, even the Gretzky talked about Jordan Gretzky. They switched teams. Of course. Well, Gretzky, Gretzky was kind of he was traded. He didn't have a say so, but. But stuff like that, man. People who have choices, man. It's, he, he stuck with the Lakers when they were good, and when, when he was the last one during rebuilding years. Yeah. So he just he's basically, it, it, I guess, kind of like what I thought Vince Carter would be. I won my rings. I'm here for the team. But but you know, Vince never won one though. No, I'm saying when Vince Vince Carter for the Hawks, who I thought his role was going to be. Oh yeah. Yeah. But see, Kobe could never be that role. Kobe knew. When I can't do some of the things that I'm used to doing, I'm walking away from the game. How old was he when he left? Kobe was like 38. Yeah, he wasn't even 40 yet. Hmm. He was like he was like 37, 38, something like that. But when Kobe left, Kobe said, "I'm going to walk away on my own terms." Yeah. But I'm going to still be able to ball when I leave. Vince Carter was one of those guys who still felt like I can. I can beat out the last player to make a roster and I'm still going to play. You know what I mean? I don't mind coming off the bench. And I understand making your money because, I mean, he's 50 rich. He's always been rich for a long time. But but I felt like sometimes you hold on too long. And Kobe was one of those guys who who didn't hold on like Vince did. And I, that's why I feel like Kobe couldn't have played that role because Kobe wasn't going to come off no bench for nobody. Or Shaq, he did that. Yeah. He did that early in his career. But Shaq was ring chasing. He was because he mm-hmm. at the at like he went to Miami. He went. To, he went to Miami. Then he went and, to Boston, and he got number four because you know he he picked Miami because they had a young D Wade. So what, what was it? So it was Miami. He went to Miami. He went to Boston. Boston. He went to Cleveland. Cleveland. Was it in the Cleveland? No. He went to Cleveland. In Cleveland? No. He went, to, <laughs> he went to Cleveland. He went to Phoenix, the Phoenix Suns. And I think after the Phoenix Suns. Oh, was he when he went to when he left the Lakers? 
Shaq was because that's an extra five years right there. Shaq was thirty-two or thirty-three when he left the Lakers. Okay. I mean, I'm not a tall guy, but I'm a big guy. That much real good <laughs> legs, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> he went, but but Shaq was ring chasing. He was yeah. ring chasing in a major way. Did he because, win with Boston? I feel like he went with Boston. No. He didn't. So he never went after the Lakers. No, he, he never won after Miami. He won that ring with Dwayne Wade, with D Wade in with Miami. The big three? No, he didn't know. No, no mm-hmm. LeBron came after. No, don't get me wrong. They had a team then. They had Antoine Walker, Gary Payton, and everybody else. Because Gary Payton. Gary Payton. <laughs> oh, Gary Payton was a beast back in the day. They had loaded up that team for Shaq, for Shaq them to make that run, and they did. Shaq was ring chasing because he knew Kobe was going to get him. And and Shaq, you got to understand. He did, and he did and, after, after yeah. Shaq left. Yeah, he, he won too. And yeah. that's why that's why Shaq was still trying to like go around from team to team to win because he didn't want to he didn't want ever want Kobe to have more rings than he had at that time. Because I feel like I feel like I heard someone not to cut you off. I don't know if you told me this, but I heard this somewhere that um looking back, Shaq said Kobe would tell him if he got in the shape over the summer, man, we could win every year or something like that. Oh yeah, he did. Yeah. Shaq said that. Probably Shaq, regret, regretted that. Probably, Shaq said, "Do you understand the? I mean, Kobe. Kobe said." Uh, Diesel, do you understand that if you came in into camp like in shape and not have to play through mid-season to get in shape, you'd be unstoppable. Like you would be, you was already unstoppable. But I don't even think they wanted to see you if you came in in shape a, a whole season with an in-shape shack. He said, "Man, we would be unstoppable." But don't get me wrong, by by mid-season, Shaq was in shape big time, like he was supposed to, but. He said, if you'd have came in the, into the season in shape, you'd have been unstoppable. But yeah, Kobe, I mean, Shaq was ring chasing in the end of the career, though. His end of his career, he didn't, he, he he was just looking for another ring. He wanted number five. He wanted to be tied with Kobe at least five and five. Think he regret leaving? He said it. He said him and Kobe was the greatest duo of all time. Like they they were the greatest one-two punch ever. And he said his biggest regret is not really making it work because the only thing Kobe wanted Shaq to do was to defer to him. Shaq hated the fact that Kobe wanted it so bad at the time that he actually went to Miami and did what he should have did in LA. He actually went to, he went to, (laughs) no, seriously, he went, he went to Miami and really said, this is Dwayne Wade team. I'm just on it. And I'm here to to help him get a ring when he should have just stayed in LA and said, I'm going to retire a Laker right now. This is the Youngin team, and Youngin going to lead us to some more championships. They had already had three rings. They won three in a row. Then they started feuding. They could have won four in a row. They won three in a row. They started feuding for that fourth championship, and they lost it to the D- Detroit Pistons, which they shouldn't have lost that game. The following year, that Ben Shaq, Wallace. Yeah, Ben Wallace, Rip Hamilton, um, Tayshawn Prince. All those guys. I mean, and 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 um, my boy, the point guard, Chauncey Billups, one of the best point guards of all time to me. They had a team, but the Lakers to me was still better. And I feel like if Shaq and Kobe was not beefing with each other, they would have won a championship. They would have won another ring. Shaq said out of his own mouth, if I would have stayed with Kobe and I would have actually deferred to Kobe like I did with Dwayne Wade, I know for a fact would have won at least three to four more championships, which they would have. Three or four, dang. They would have. Dang. They would have. Because you got to look at it. Kobe won two more two. without Shaq. Yeah. 
but he lost. He lost one to Boston in the championship, which he should have had six rings. Now, if Kobe would have won three by himself, do you know what he would have did with Shaq? Mm-hmm. That long break. Look, when Kobe was in his prime, all Shaq had to do was just get a couple of rebounds, and they would have won. <laughs> I'm talking about they would have won four to five, probably. Me, me personally, because Kobe, when Kobe was in his prime, this is when Kobe was dropping. He went, he won 11 straight games with 50 points, over 50 points. Dude, that, that's crazy. That's unheard of, dude. Yeah. You don't, you don't, you don't, you don't, you don't have no streak like that. But Kobe is the uh one of the best athletes and more loyal athletes I've never met because like you said, like I said, he stayed with the Lakers, what, 20 years? It's unheard of, man. 96. Wow. Yes, sir. Straight out of high school. Straight out of high school. Seven they don't do seven. that anymore, do they? They about to start back. Oh, they are. Was the part of the last one? Or I no? Or, or what about? Or what about? No, those. Uh, who are those? Who are those, who are those kids? Oh. <sighs> no, used to play I, for the Lakers. Used to play for the Lakers. Him and his brother. I think his brother plays for the Lakers now. The light skinned kids. Loud dad. Oh, he's my Alonzo Ball then. Yes. The ball, yes, brother. The now, balls. Now we could we 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 could have said that when it came to uh, LaMelo, because LaMelo left high school in the 10th grade. He ended up getting his GED, whatever, because like he said, basketball basketball was his life. Could have went to college, into college. I mean, he had great grades, but he took the route that his dad wanted him to go. His dad wanted him to go ahead and start like elevating his game, playing with older guys. And you can see right now, he's gonna win rookie of the year. The dude is phenomenal right now. He's he's unstoppable. But no, he he didn't come straight out of high school though. Okay. LeBron James was the one who um, the last one. I think he was. The, I think his class was the last one. When LeBron went number one, and then they knew that they had to change some stuff up because if they didn't change it up, the college basketball would have lost lost a lot of money. Forgot about college basketball. Yeah, March Madness final four. Yeah, because <laughs> because Katie would have went straight out of high school. Yeah. It's a lot of players that went straight out of high school that had to go play some college basketball for that March Madness money. So they 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 said you had to be one year removed. We're gonna have to come back to this college sports things because my my position has changed. Really? Yeah, we have um, to come back to it though. Okay. Um, spoiler: I think they should be paid, but they are now. That's the one who's uh who's girlfriend. She was with uh the baby. The baby, yeah. Uh, yeah. still with him? No, they recently just broke up. Recently, like when? Because she released this song like what two weeks ago. <laughs> nah, it was something like that. But I, I know, I know, I know they just recently, I think, split and everybody was like, like, wow, I can't believe that happened. But Danny Lay, young lady, released a I don't know if the song's been released, but all I could find was like a minute snippet of it or whatever mm-hmm. called Yellow Bone. And I don't think the internet was happy. 
Yellow bonus, what do you want? What do you want? Yellow bonus, what do you want? What do you want? Para Miguel, Sello, Fun, Para, 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 Miguel, what do you want? Fellow, Yellow, what do you want? What do you want? Yellow bonus, what do you want? What do you want? Para Miguel, Sello, Fun, Para, 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 Miguel, what do you want? Okay, that's all I can take of that. Um, number one, what do you think of that song? Uh, first of all, that's, I mean, me personally, I guess I would be considered the old guy. Old no, me and you both. Me and you whoever, both. But that didn't do it for me. But uh, Lil Uzi Vert don't do it for me. So... Me personally, I mean that's that 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 wasn't my cup of my, my cup of tea. But uh first yeah. of all, have you ever heard the term yellow bone? Of course. Yeah. You've heard yellow bone or red bone? Red bone. I'm right. Sorry. See? Oh <laughs> yeah. She got me with that one. Yeah, it's red bone. Yeah. Right. I grew right. up with red bone. Right. Same Not thing. yellow bone. Yeah. I don't I don't I've I've never heard I've never heard yellow bone. Um Internet got all upset because what? She's light skinned, something like that, like that. She had a um, Instagram apology. Have you seen it? I didn't see the apology. Yeah. But what are you apologizing for? Ugh. Hey guys, it's Danny Lay, and I just wanted to address um, what's going on with me right now. Um, I think it's super important because I definitely feel misunderstood. Like. I feel like my song, Yellow Bone is What He Want, got the world raffled into thinking I said, that's what the world wants. Like, no, like, I, just speaking on my man, that's what he wants, that's what he has. Like, when I make music, I'm in the studio vibing, turning up, happy as fuck. Like, I'm just making music. It was cool. Like, it was just to turn me up real quick. That's how I make music. Like, it wasn't really meant to be something that people took so deeply and i understand like colorism is a real thing and i guess you could say i wasn't as knowledgeable in that topic but i wasn't thinking so deeply into it when i was making the song and it's like also i see a lot of brown skin women making music about their skin types and it's like why can't i like you see me i'm light-skinned i consider myself a yellow bone i just that's my definition of it that's just how i felt at the time it wasn't even a song i released I just made a trailer. I was wearing all yellow. I had yellow hair. I was like, oh, it's cute. Let me make a trailer real quick. I didn't think it was going to blow over like that at all. And then to call me a colorist, to call me a racist, is like, yo, <laughs> how? I'm dating a whole chocolate man. I have beautiful melanin friends. Like, it's like, y'all really took it there when it's like, nah, like, let's, <laughs> it's not about that. That's not where I was coming from. I don't see my skin as a privilege. I never looked at myself as better than anybody more superior it wasn't even about that it was just me making a cocky song like i'm sorry like i offended you guys like it was not my intention at all and you know yeah that's i know you guys don't know me that's why i felt like it was important to get on here and speak so at least you can feel me and hear my voice speak on it because i was gonna write something up but i was like no nah, let me just speak on it so y'all could feel me so Yes, I'm sorry, and hopefully this is something we can get past. I hope everybody has a great Sunday, and yeah, God bless.
Do you feel like she even had to apologize? Man, it's just I think honestly, it's just ended up blowing things out of proportion. Let's see. Uh, I understand. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. You understand what? I understand what she meant about the colorism. And if that was part of the backlash, that's fine. But I don't think that's what she was going for in that song. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think so either. Okay. This is why I differ from anybody else who's on the internet or online or whatever, but uh, I didn't see anything wrong with her saying that. I feel, I feel like when people when people do this type of thing, they overly do it to make like like what we do when we do it more minor or minute. You know what I mean? Like when we say Black Lives Matter or you know, stuff like that, because why are you even going at this girl for saying yellow bone is what he want and that she's with a chocolate guy? Don't get me wrong. <laughs> no, yeah, I was like, about to say, I feel like if she hadn't said, I don't understand why people think I'm close to her, I'm, I'm with a whole chocolate man or whatever. But Or but if she just said, or if she left out the, the if she left is, out the brown skin, girls talk about their skin, maybe that would have been, I mean, maybe that's what is, people She's a black girl, about. though. She's not, she's Dominican. That's black. Yeah. Depending on who you they ask. don't uh, look, look, don't, don't, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I understand that people want to say, I'm Dominican, I'm not black. This isn't that. Let me tell you this right here, brother. You have the same complexion that I have. Mm-hmm. And I, I actually look at you, you know what I'm saying, as a black brother and sister. But I understand a lot of people don't want to be black Americans. And I, and, hey, okay. It's, cool. not, it's not just that. A lot of black people don't want, we'll say you're not black, you're Dominican. That's not the same as blacks. So. I don't want to. I don't want to both sides. <laughs> I, I understand what you're saying, but 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 at, the, but at the but at the end of the day, it's to the point to where it's like, to me, I don't look at it as, oh, that's colorism. Like, what are you saying? Like, she's just saying a song, and she and she's just talking about her skin complexion and that, that she's a little happy. But I don't I don't feel like she's been a racist. I don't I don't feel like she's been a racist. I mean. I don't, I don't think she's saying is that I got a dark skinned man. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm with a dark skinned man, dark skinned brother. And, and, you know, some some brothers do like to be, you know, consider themselves chocolate. Is the baby chocolate? I don't, I, 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 you know, I don't, I don't, I don't talk about the. Uh, <laughs> what is he dark? Or is he like kind of. of, to, uh, of men. <laughs> is, is, he, is, is he like a Hershey's bar or is he like a, like a, like a grand piano? What we talk about. <laughs> He's a darker shade. How about that? <laughs> He's a darker shade, brother. But uh, I I just feel like sometimes I mean we're we're taking a little too far when it comes to that. I don't I, I really don't think she was being racist. You know, it, it it really it really just not that big of a deal to me. It's just a song, and it's not it's not like it's not like it's a racist song. To me, it's not. I don't I don't I don't see that as a racist song. I don't I don't see like why the backlash to that. That's more up everybody alley when it comes to music like that. I mean, that's a Cardi B type of song. That's that's. Uzi Vert type of song. I mean, I don't get it. So let's go a little bit deeper into the actual colorism. You ever been guilty of falling into it? As far as what? Have you, have you looking back, have you noticed like the crushes you used to have or the celebrities you used to find attractive where they tore the lighter skin? Because when, last episode, when you talked about Paula Pat was just a pretty face, that's what came to my mind. Mm-hmm. Not, not that you were being colorist, yeah. but because she was light skinned. That's why everybody uh-huh. considered her that way. No, 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 no. See, see, Paula Patton. I didn't. I didn't feel like because she was light skinned, she just has a pretty face. Mm-hmm. She has a pretty face. Like it. It was. It wasn't because I was like she was light skinned or this, this and that. Because 
me personally, I always been a fan favorite of dark skinned women. Me personally, that's just me. My 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 wife, she uh, she's on a, a, the fair skin color, you know. She she you know she's she's like a caramel complex. But uh no, I I, I never I never played into that colorism type of ordeal. Like, I I never like said uh, oh I want me a light skinned woman or I, I don't want a dark skinned woman. I want a light skinned woman. I want this. I want that. no. I I never did that. Don't get me wrong. I'm not a, I'm not the perfect guy. I'm nothing like that. But I always. I just love women. I love any any color of a woman. I, I never looked like, oh, she's too light for me or oh, she's yeah. too dark for me. Yeah. I, I never did that. Never. It's funny you say that, that you always prefer like darker women. Yeah, your wife is not the opposite, but mm-hmm. not doesn't exactly fit into that category. Right. I like for some like I always I guess I fell into that colorism trap growing up because I always skewed more toward the lighter skin. Right. And my wife's got the darker complexion. Right, right. <laughs> so that's just weird. It's, like, it's weird how it play out. Yeah, like I said, my, I think my earliest crush, I mean, like grade school, first, second grade crush, was she was a light-skinned girl. My mom told me the story a couple of years ago that I never knew about when they, uh, I guess when they found out, when they, you know, parents know, I guess they knew I liked her or whatever. Mm. <laughs> she said, she told my dad as I got older in high school or something, he better not come home with some white girl. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> just thought that was funny. Well, you know, not he better not come home. She, not not those know, exact words, but you know, she's I, I know, I know, yeah. I know what she's saying. But yeah, man, um, Mariah Carey. She was like my first big celebrity crush for some reason. I don't know why. Mariah. Yeah, mm-hmm. like 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 young Mariah, the one, the Tommy Matola, whatever his name was, Mariah. Mm-hmm. That that Mariah. I don't know. It was weird, and I didn't. It wasn't until. Like even after I married my wife, that I started appreciating like darker skinned women. Right. Like, I've, I've never found them. Like I've never said. Yeah, I've never said she's too dark. Or yeah. she's dark. I don't like her. But I don't know. Would you say she's not my type? Probably. No, you're a slick racist. I might be. Yeah. You're a racist. I might have been. <laughs> <laughs> and the first time I realized that I was actually in middle school, <laughs> and uh, friends of mine asked me what kind of girls you like some way. I was like, like this kind of skin color, whatever, like on the lighter side. Mm-hmm. And they were like, so you don't think such and such is pretty? And I thought about it like, hmm, no, I actually do think she's pretty. <laughs> I <laughs> kind of blew my mind. I'm like, wow, okay. <laughs> the biggest colorism story that I can remember is 3LW. Huh. When, uh, and looking back, huh. the, the girl they were pushing, Keely, is that her? The one with mm-hmm. the lisp? Promises, promises. Yeah. Her <laughs> <A> father, <laughs> father was in the industry, though. Uh, okay, well, that explains it. Because she was, like, to me, the least talented one. Mm-hmm. Like, Adrian could sing. I never knew the Tori could sing because they, they didn't let her have any verses. Yeah, she, but she did, though. <laughs> when they finally did, everybody like, oh, she really can sing. Yeah. But the, but, but, but the lead singing girl, I forgot her name, but she, her father was in the industry. Kiri, something, I don't know. Yeah, her fa- her father was in the industry, and they really were just pushing, you know, her to be the lead singer. Like they wanted to create a the worst set. singer to be the lead singer. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I mean, they 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 really wanted like a TLC ordeal. That's what they was trying to do. But um, he was nowhere. She 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 was not ever going to be close to being a T boss. Uh-uh. No. They were trying to make her the T boss. Oh, uh, somewhat. Oh, I mean, geez. she's not no T boss. You know, no, who is there's she was an original TLC. That is wow, 
Never. Never again. Nope. One of the best things, Bruce, of all time, and they don't get enough credit. Like, TLC is a reason you had a total with bad boys. Don't blame them for that. I'm just Ah. <laughs> but you, but you, total but you black seven oh two. Yeah, you, you, you could three LW. Why they was trying to do it? I mean, but they, but that was that wasn't TLC. Those were all just like carbon copy. I, I wouldn't, even, I wouldn't even compare them to. No, 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 no. They wasn't TLC. I said they was trying to be. Not, well, not I mean, just TLC. I never looked at TLC as a as a rap group. Yeah, Chili could sing. Rap. I'm group. sorry. I'm sorry. As an R and B group. <laughs> Like to me, all those groups they were R and B. To me, TLC was never R and B. Whoa, the first album, Owen TLC Tip. When you got to uh, Crazy Sexy Cool, that 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 was R and B album. I'm not. It gonna... was all R and B album. First one though. I don't I don't <laughs> but, know what I would call that first one. But I but I would call I I, I wouldn't say I say there was popular music, but yeah, but they was definitely R and B. I mean, T Bar. Chili, Left Eye. Now, don't get me wrong. Left Eye used to give you a rap verse here and there, but they were definitely, you know what I'm saying, hip-hop, R&B style, you know. They was different. They was unique. Each of those albums, those three albums were different than the last one. They all had a different vibe. Because they always evolved. Yep. That was one group that you saw as they got older, they got more mature, and they really thought about what they were saying. It was on a whole other level. You saw the growth in them, every single album. You don't have that time. You don't have those type of uh, talent no more, really. No. No, you don't. No. So just being honest. Just being honest about it. Like, don't get me wrong. Destiny Child tried to do that after the fact. You know, they started off with like five or six girls, five girls, and then it ended it up being four. three. It was always four. It was four, and then it ended up then being it like three. The, it was a three. Kelly, Beyonce, Michelle. Yeah. CLC. No, that'll never be not, nobody like them ever again. But yeah, the colorism thing, uh, I, I can I can see that in TL, uh in, in that uh in that group you just said. Uh what was the what was the name 3LW. of Three LW. Three LW. I, 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 I can see that. Majorly. Two light skinned girls and one dark skin. And she was the one who wasn't really getting seen. It wasn't it is it wasn't even the two light skinned girls. Like, you know, Adrian was there, I think, to to, to um piggyback off the Jennifer Lopez Latina. Right. Latina exactly. Perfect, so. Exactly. Like I said, I think just the fact that she just happened to be light skinned because the Latina aspect of it. That's true. I think. No. No, she's mm-hmm. married to Israel Houghton now. Who? Uh, Adrian Bayon. Bayon. She is? Mm-hmm. Been married for a while. Mm-hmm. Didn't know that. Nope. Didn't I know that. Israel Houghton. Yeah, I know you're talking about the uh, gospel saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, didn't know that. heard about this gentleman from a couple of months ago i think in october he was supposed to be the musical, musical guest on saturday night live right but like the week before or something like that they thought they caught him partying <laughs> you know during the pandemic making right. up whatever and they're like okay bro you have to chill out they invited him back he performed he even made he even had a skit about it 
basically he was saying, no, thanks for giving me a second chance, whatever. Well, TMZ apparently caught a video of him saying some colorful language, and I mean colorful literally. Uh-huh. <laughs> apparently he was drunk. Before we get to that, I was about to say he was drunk. What's with that, with that Tom Brady video? Hey, they, hey. <laughs> like they say, you play hard, hey, you party hard. You play hard, you party hard. So, huh? They just uh, had a good time on the boat. <laughs> saying the N-word outside his house. Right. Surprisingly, country music did what a lot of people say is the right thing. Um, took all this music down off streaming. His label, I think, counted him. Album sales improved. The, I didn't see this a lot, but I saw somebody point out the footage was wrong because it was he was in his private, you know, at his house, whatever, and it's somebody, whatever. Yeah, that's what I'm like. I'm like, okay, so you can be a racist in your own house. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay to be a racist in your house. That's exactly what it is. Mean, you're still racist regardless. People say, man, when you're drunk, it just brings out who you really are. It really does. You know? Hey, I'm, the liquid courage makes you tell the truth. That, uh, I actually heard this from a podcast. Who was it? I think it's a BuzzFeed podcast. They were talking about it. And the irony of that, just, I guess, how black people are treated in country music in general. All right. I'm going to say allegedly, because I have not done my research for myself. I have heard, you can say allegedly because I'm sure, I mean, you can say, you can say it with confidence because I'm sure you have. Go to protect protect me. (laughs) I'm listening. Black people, we pretty much invented every genre of music, allegedly. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Country's one of them. I learned about that a few years ago when people were saying, you know, black people really invented country music. They were talking about a current country star, Mickey Guyton. Heard of her? I heard of her. I don't know who she's signed to, but apparently she's been signed for years mm-hmm. and, and she's never had an album or whatever. <laughs> she came up with a you really song. You really don't have to. Huh? You really don't have to. A country singer. Well, she came up with a song last year amidst all the uh, BLM protests and everything called Black Like Me. Mm-hmm. I haven't heard it, have you? Mm-mm. Nominated for a Grammy. A Grammy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. So the artist who the label wouldn't get behind, wouldn't produce a record for, she made a song and it's nominated for a Grammy. Wow. Yeah. Um, so that got me interested in some other like country, black black country artist. Oh, yeah. They got one young young guy out of uh, Kentucky. He's good. Uh, I, I, came, I saw a list of six on Blavity. Mm-hmm. Is it Blavity or Blavity? I don't know how to say it, pronounce it. I don't know. But six young black country artists you should know. Uh, I'm not going to start with little number one because I want to talk about him. Again, I wish Tim was here to talk about it, but I'm going to say him last. First, uh, number two is actually Mickey Guyton, who we talked about. Mm-hmm. Number three is a guy named Kane Brown. Mm-hmm. Number four, Brittany Howard and the Alabama Shakes. Apparently that's a group. Five is Milton Patton. Uh-huh. The six is Jimmy Allen. Okay. Their number one was Lil Nas X. No. I was about to say, I know he's got that one song, but it's not really. No. No. Yeah. No. That That's, I don't know what site you got that from. Black. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I, I said the last. Like, I, I don't know if you consider Lil Nas X country. I know. 
No. He had the one song, Old Town Road. No. But that's no. it. Like, well, have you heard, did you hear the rest of his EP or whatever? I, you know, you don't, I, I can't, I can't believe they would even do that. Did, did the list just lose credibility for you? I, I can't. <laughs> I can't, I can't believe that they would make him number one on that list when they- Well, I don't know if it was in order, but- was, that, that, that was intentional. That was done intentionally. But- uh, Well, if it makes you happy, there's another list on Black Excellence. It's got 15, uh, 15, but it's not just current. It's like throughout history. And he's not on that one. <laughs> good. I'm sorry. Yes, he is. Never mind. I apologize. He is. Also on that list is Tina Turner. Yeah, she and did go. She did go to that uh, that line. Charlie Pride, and, of course, and won awards. Awards. Charlie Pride, of course. Uh-huh. Cowboy Troy, who I forgot about. Yeah, Cowboy Troy, he did. His uh, and Darius Rucker. Oh, of course. What will it take for black people to get back in the country? Would there have to be like a subgenre of country, like soul country or something like that? No, I, I don't. I, I think I think there's a lot of black artists that really want to um, that wanted to go that genre because you know of their grandparents and stuff like that. But I feel like being accepted now, you know, once you leave, once you leave something for so long, it's kind of hard to get back in it once you know mm-hmm. you're not a part of it anymore. You know, so it's a uh, it's, it's, it's really truly being accepted by it. and you know the stigma that's around it right now a lot of people look at it as like you know you know they want to say a lot of like redneck music or something like that I hate to say that word but you know you know but you know stuff like that and it's like it should you shouldn't put that on 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 a, on, a, on a certain music or anything if you want to do it do it if they accept you fine if they don't fine also but uh it's kind of hard to get back in something that you left that's what i look at but kane brown i like him you've heard of him? you've heard of him i heard of him kane brown i like him yeah that's the one i was telling you about i think that's the young the young guy from uh kentucky country or rock which one do you think black people have a better shot at to get in quicker which which one will we will we have an easier time taking back? Right now, you have a lot of uh, yeah, you have a few black uh, black guys that are into the rock real heavy right now, and they're actually doing pretty good. If you're with the culture of it, because it is a culture, I feel like the rock side will accept you faster than the countryside would. A lot, but as of right now, you know people like Kane Brown and all those type of guys. They're really like changing that mindset a little bit because if you if you if you're a country singer, you're just a good country singer, I think. So you know, I, I I think it's more even, man. I I can't I can't pick a side really. I I really believe given the opportunity, if they like your music, I believe they'll ride. You know, say ride that wave. You know, what I'm saying for a while because uh, even though I don't like them, old old town road, it was a good way he did it. Even though I feel like he's not a country singer, he was a rapper before he even did that song. You know, he just did that song with the vocals like that. I think he was playing around at one point and it became a hit. 
But I thought, um, I thought he was playing Red Dead Redemption, and that's why he wrote the song. That's that is why. <laughs> but 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 he was. That's why I said he was playing around. You know what I'm saying? But so he did that as a joke, and they were just like, he did it at first, like. But then he started. He actually said, "I'm gonna write a song to it." He he actually okay. wrote a song, and he ended up becoming one of the biggest hits of all time. I mean, because it was a good song. But he's not a country singer, though. I don't I, I don't think he can recreate that even if he tried. Right now. I just need you to get real loose. Get comfortable. Grab your loved ones. Or grab your love partner. You heard this before. And if you're by yourself, no worries. No, no. Just follow after me. Yeah. Gonna do the two step then cowboy boogie. Grab a sweetheart and spin out with him. Do the hold down and get into it. Take it to the left now and dip with it. Gonna throw down, take a sip. To the left, to the left now. To the right, to the right. Now take your left hand and put it on your side. Go roll your shoulders. So I just let that play in the black uh background. <laughs> in the background. Um, this guy's name is Blanco Brown. Um apparently I think he's like a producer or something like that. Songwriter and record producer, which produced for Chris Brown and Pitbull. Uh, this is like his only song, I believe. I know he has an album. But it's okay though. He has an album, Honeysuckle and Lightning Bugs. That's, that's, that's actually a decent. That's yeah, why I, I said, you know. I think, um, I think I read somewhere that kind of called this um, Old Town Road Part 2 with the answer to Old Town Road or something like that. Uh-huh. But, um, God, where was I going? I had a point. It's, it sounded like, I don't know, maybe he kind of did this the same way Little others came up with Old Town Road. Yeah, but... write something. <laughs> yeah, he, he... But you you could, you could tell he actually put some time into it, though, because he actually made a dance. Yeah, that's he true. He made a dance with it. But he think, did an awesome job with it, though. I think the video, I think the song came out first. I think this video came out later because they just, did you see the little kid at the beginning doing his little mm-hmm. dance? I think like it was a TikTok thing and that kid was on there, so he's in the video now. So I think he came up with dance later. But regardless, I, yeah, I see what you're saying because he actually put some thought into it. Yeah. 102 million views? That's. Funny thing about it, if you, uh, the couple of live performances I've seen, on the video, they were all "quote unquote" country music fans. If you know what I'm saying, of course, of course. <laughs> that's but that's but that's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, he actually did a great job on this song, and that's why I say, like, if you have good music and it's and it's a part of the culture, I feel like it'll be accepted. You feel what I'm saying? By whom? By country, and you know, in all standards, like I, I really do. Like, who do the blowfish? They make good music. They make mm-hmm. good music. They didn't really try to get outside themselves and try to like, you know. I I think I think pe- people don't be want their genre of music to really like change. They they feel like we don't mind Cowboy Troy coming in doing his hip hop part of it because he's still staying all the way country. He ain't really trying to be like Method Man or DMX or anybody like that, you know. 
that ain't his style. Now, Cowboy Troy, I mean, he's going to give you a rap verse, but it ain't going to be your typical rap verse. It's going to be... <laughs> <laughs> it's all the way country with it now. You know what I mean? And, that, and that, that's what I'm saying. Like, if you stand within the culture of the music and still keeping it all the way country, I really feel like they'll accept it, you know? So you say staying within the culture. What do they say to the Black people who... I guess, I guess the question is at that point, are we trying to cater to one, cater to both, bring both together? If we're trying to bring both together, I would still say stay within the culture because you gotta understand, even when we started it, it was a mimic off of us anyway. Mm. We was already singing that way. You gotta understand, like my granddad and all of them, when they was playing their guitars and stuff like that, sitting around in a circle drinking on a bottle of you know, shine or whatever, that's how they sung it. It wasn't no change to it, nothing like that. It wasn't like R&B. It was done that way. Not saying it wasn't done with the yodeling aspect of it. It was done, you know, however it came out, you know. That type of music, I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I, I, I shouldn't have said staying inside of the culture because country music can be sung anyway, mm-hmm. you know, in any way. Because even with Dolly Parton, when she sung uh, I Will Always Love You, that's a country song with Whitney Houston done it. When she sung it, you saw what it did, right? Mm-hmm. One of the greatest songs to ever be <laughs> sung and, and of all times. It's still considered country music. Since this conversation sprung from racism, there was a guy on my Facebook page a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, Trump got elected and all of a sudden, you know, he showed who he really was. Mm-hmm. Out, out of the blue, he just posted the Dolly Parton version of I Will Always Love You and said, this is the original. I'm like, Okay, <laughs> what? but great. What did, it, what did it have to do with anything? Right. Like, what's your is, point? This is the original. What are you saying, though? I mean, what's, what's your point? Being the yeah. original, being the original or not, Whitney Houston made that song the one of the most popular songs ever, and Dolly Parton will say that to this day. And she I'm pretty sure. I think she did say that, right? She did, <laughs> yes. she did say it. She did. She did with this song what I never could do with it. That's what she said. I hate when people do stuff like that. You know, yeah. it's like, dude, stop. Espe- it. Especially when the person you're trying to give credit to is like, no, nah, it's them. Don't. You know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. The person you're um, trying to give credit to is saying, stop it. Right. You're about to embarrass me. Stop this. It's like a few months ago when uh, all of a sudden conservatives got mad at Rage Against the Machine for being political. <laughs> right. Have you not heard their lyrics? Like, what is, what is, <laughs> what's the what, name what, of the group? What's the name of the group? Rage Against the Machine. Enough said. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, come on, what is, oh. enough said. I mean, come on, man. Uh, hey, that's why, that's why I say people are taking this stuff a little too far, man. Last racist story, then we're going to get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear about Maria Montessori Academy in Utah? I I heard, I think I heard something about it, but go ahead, tell, tell me a little bit more. So after receiving a request, this is from CNN.com. After receiving requests from parents, I'm sorry. After receiving requests from parents, they sent out an opt-out form for those unwilling to participate in the school's planned Black activity, Black History Month curriculum. I don't know why I can't read today. Uh, the school would not reveal how many parents filled the form out. 
Uh, a week after that, school director says that all families are participating and the school is no longer offering the option to not participate. Quote, celebrating Black History Month is part of our tradition. We regret that after receiving requests, an opt-out form was sent out concerning activities planned during this month of celebration. Pause right there. Uh -huh. The school director said, we regret after receiving the request, an opt-out form was sent out. You don't know what was sent out? Like, was this sent out without your... <laughs> Without your knowledge, right? <laughs> <laughs> this, I do, do. Oh my goodness! Uh, I mean, when you was typing this to send out, <laughs> how did it sound to you before you sent? Before you, before you press send, how did that sound? When you read it back to yourself, how did you think the parents and everybody was going to look at you? Oh, well, this is Utah, so I'm sure they were fine with it. <laughs> so, Utah, Mitt Romney State. Oh my goodness, man! But it's like you said last episode, man. If you're not, if, well, not, you didn't just say it, we both said it. If you're not studying Black history. You're not studying U.S. history. That's that's a fact. <laughs> so that is a fact. Like, like like I tell my nieces and nephews and some of my friends, Black history is not just a month. Mm -hmm. It's 365. 24-7. Point blank, period, man. There's, there's no other way to see it. And if you're not teaching your kids that, what are they learning? Oh, well, we know what they're learning, but... Bah, that's what I'm saying. What are you it's, allowing it's them the to seven, learn? It's the 1776 commission or whatever right. that crap is trying to call. Right. But, you know, I, 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 just, I just want... Like, 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 I don't, I don't want nobody to look at me as a racist or anything like that. I want people to look at me as a proud black man, proud of my black skin, proud. There's no of... such thing. There's no such thing. All lives matter. Uh, that's what they say. Why can't they say? Why can't you? Why can't you? Why, why can't black lives matter then? Why can't you be proud of being white too? Why does that make me racist? You, do, do you see what I'm saying? <laughs> do you see what I'm saying? <laughs> but the thing, the thing is, is like I love my blackness. I love my black. I love my black queens. I love all the black kings and young princes princesses i just want them to love themselves the same way because the world will teach you that your skin is not good enough in my opinion everybody else will understand that that is a bold-faced lie you know what i'm saying you are pretty enough you are smart enough you are built different than anyone else on this earth because of the fact of what your ancestors ancestors and everyone had to endure not mm -hmm. saying that we should be privileged and we should feel entitled but I'm saying you're worth it. You're great. And I want them to understand that. You know what I'm saying? That's why I, that's why I talk the way I talk. And that's the way that's why I try to keep them to keep their heads held high and all that type of stuff. But don't believe everything they say about your people. Don't believe everything they say about you, you know, behind your back or whatever. But uh I'm proud of my people. I'm proud of my race. Period. My daughter's in a weird position now. Like, babe, what's your favorite color? She says pink, blue, red, and rainbow. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like <laughs> so, and I ask her, do you like brown? She says, no, it's too dark. Do you like black? No, it's too dark. Do you like your hair? Yes, I like my hair. Is your hair pretty? Yeah, I like my hair is pretty. Do you like your skin? Yeah. Is your skin pretty? Yeah. Like what you're saying is your skin is brown, your hair is black. Well, I like my skin and I like my hair, but I don't like brown and black. 
Like, all right, as, as long as you like your skin. <laughs> you know, she's she's five. They like yeah, I know, I know. Yeah. That's funny though. As long as she doesn't say I don't like my skin, I'm cool with that, man. That's hey, I'm gonna say this right here. That's all that matters. Yeah. As long as she's loving herself, and as long as you are telling her every day that she's beautiful, yeah. that's all that matters. Because every other man, every other person that she run across, no matter what they say, won't even affect her because daddy said I'm beautiful. She's gonna be single for the rest of her life. There's nobody that's gonna measure. Um, her negative. <laughs> I know, but I'm just saying. I'm talking about if, if she if she tries to I measure, know. you know, measure him up to me. I know, I know. <laughs> you try to say that nobody's gonna ever compare to you, but yeah. you're right. Nobody yeah. ever is gonna compare to you. And, that, and yeah, you're right. That's that's the way it should but be. Yeah. Their characteristics and their morals, ethics and morals, are, are gonna compare to. Yeah, and it, and it's not necessarily. It's not. It's it's about yeah. Coming from well, coming from a dude, the way I look at it, it's like it's it's like being the kind of guy that you can say, "Hey, I trust you with my most precious possession." Not possession, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, of course. You're about your possession, but all right. My wife would be a better. My wife would be a better. But, but our but, wives would be better. Of to course. Speak on that could be a women. Of but course, of course. That's just the way I look at it because, like. To me, even even when she's twenty five, I'm gonna still look at her as you know how she is now. That little oh, baby. She's, say, she's your baby girl. I, I trust you. I'm gonna hand all. Of, I'm gonna hand my most precious the thing I most precious thing I've ever done to you. Yeah, that takes a lot. Yeah. And when I and, and when I saw it that way, unfortunately, I realized that truly is that unfortunately after my my father in law deteriorated mentally and eventually passed on. Uh-huh. But that it it was such an honor. I looked at my mirror. I looked at her like a whole new light. Uh-huh. You know, when you realize, like, and especially when he passed, it's like, I, I got her. You know what I'm saying? Now she's, yeah. you're good. She's my responsibility. Now I got her. I can take care of her. Right, right. That's awesome. I don't no, know no. We, I, I don't know how we got on that. <laughs> no, I mean we got on it because we, you know, we, <laughs> we're basically talking about, you know, Black History Month and you know the black kids and you know black girls and boys loving themselves, loving their skin, loving everything about them, and then. We start talking. You start talking about your daughter and what she's going through, yeah. as far as, as far as loving her skin and her hair and all this stuff. And you know, the thing is, though, bro. Like I said, like I was about to say a few minutes ago, you got to also look at it like this too. Any man, I know, I know, I know. You say it's going to be kind of hard to pass her on to any other man, you know, and for me to just completely walk away from it. But think about it like this: if she's learning about love. By looking at you love your wife, don't you think the man that she picked, she's gonna pick someone who's gonna love her the same? That's the goal. So that that should be easy. Mm-hmm. Because you should, you should, you should be able to look at your daughter and understand that if you're going off based off my love, the love that I've given your wife, my, my wife, and I, the love that I've given your mother, and you are saying that this man embodies that type of love, then yeah, I can accept that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But you're the foundation of that. Yeah. That's a big task. Yeah. That's huge. Yeah. But you didn't, you're the foundation of it. Starts with daddy. I think that's actually a good spot. It's, it actually is. Like I said, it's always awesome to go out to on love. love. Yeah. Always. It's always good to end on love. We love you all for listening. 
be sure to like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash opinionated brothers podcast. Listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Podcast. Follow me on Twitter at House of Wayne ATL. Instagram page coming. Facts. Live recording coming. Facts. Better quality audio. Facts. Be safe, man. Love yourselves. Mask up. Get the vaccine. Or don't, you know, depending. If you don't, be responsible regardless. Mm-hmm. And again, peace, love, and happiness. We love you guys, Opinionated Nation. We'll see you next time. Peace. Before we go into that, when you said Randy Moss, for some reason, I thought of Donovan McNabb. Now, I didn't confuse him. He just popped <laughs> yeah. in my mind. Right. What do you think about him? Donovan McNabb was a, he was a great quarterback to me. I feel like um, losing the Super Bowl the way he did with T.O. Um, kind of put a, you know, a shadow on his career, late in his career because of the things. Some of the things T.O. said about him being out of shape and he possibly went out the night before the Super Bowl and was out drinking. And that's why he was so dehydrated and throwing up on the sideline. Stuff like that is something that you carry for the rest of your career when you have a star receiver like that is saying those type of things about you, you know what I mean? So, but Donovan McNabb, to me, he was a great quarterback. But I felt like uh, the only time he really truly had like weapons like that was when T.O. came. And they only played together for like, one year, two years, one or two years. If he'd have had more weapons around him, say like a la Tom Brady, I mean, he never had a grunk ever. Yeah. You know, now he did have a Randy Moss type, and that was T.O. He had him for like two years. But other than that, in his career, he never really had no like standout, like baller wide receiver, nothing like that. But, you know. Dunn McNabb was, uh, overall, he was a great quarterback to me. To me, he was good. Yeah. I like him.